Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Bought a Mic for a big old special report. Reporting live from our field agents in New York City, a New York Film Festival special, an awards preview of the Buzzy Ketchup. The bees are buzzing with the ketchup, and they're buzzing to tell us what to watch out for this movie awards season no one no one save him i know i'm not i'm not coming i started to come in there to bail you out and i was like no i just wanted to see where we're gonna go with this i thought that was a good intro i liked it welcome to the show everybody my name's ernest you know what those bees are carrying what they are buzzing with they're buzzing because they are laboring they are overexerting themselves because they're carrying on their backs little gold men that they're trying to give to Oh our favorite God. people they're, in Hollywood. Um, my backs. name is the busiest bee hunter. Oh, and I'm uh, Drew B. Benson. <laughs> I was just watching Seinfeld. Drew's back Woo! on Zoom. We're we're in a realm free zone right now. Don't mention the R word or Drew might he yeah. might fade away again. <laughs> no rings and no powers allowed on this Zoom call. And, no and dragons. No dragons. No houses. Don't even say it. Come shot. Um, yes. And we have a guest who I have not ever met before. Actually, I, I just hopped in the call and we just sort of started all talking. But uh, hey, what's your name? No, I'm just kidding. Hi. We have a very, very special guest uh, from the AOK universe, the Aggressively OK podcast. Welcome joseph salamone it's good to be here guys thanks for having me it's uh oftentimes i'm i'm in the you know the the shit lib pool over at uh the aggressively okay podcast so it's nice to be amongst uh you know some some you know to be out of the to be away from the woke mob so to speak mm-hmm. well, you know i will say thank god we got you this time we've been honestly <laughs> asking you to come on the podcast for years mm-hmm. and for some reason i think that like adam has hacked all of your social medias because yeah. like i'll message you and i'll be like hey we want to have you on the pod come on when's a good time for you and we schedule a time for you to show up and then just adam keeps mm-hmm. reoccurring on the podcast and we're just like adam i not you here anymore. Well, we all know your co-host Adam Sidorius. He's he's a lover. He's mm-hmm. been on this podcast many times, and and he just loves to love. And we needed someone that's a bit of a hater. Yeah. We needed someone <laughs> that would be brave enough to say, "Fuck Robin Williams, enemy of the podcast." Don't even dare mm-hmm. to ask me to come on for Robin Williams. I'm bringing film. I'm bringing cinema, mm-hmm. and that's what we got in store today. That's the thing is Adam is, you know, regardless of being, you know, a shit lip or whatever, he's Mm -hmm. uh, a Marvel show and he's a Disney show. And as a pretentious film snob, I can't have that. You know, he Mm -hmm. wants to come in and say Infinity War is in his top 25 of the year. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Why don't you watch a movie with the subtitles? You know, (laughs) Adam is the guy who who made that TikTok that was like, what if like all indie films took place in the MCU? That's the future. The A24CU. Yeah. Francis Francis Ha, but like someone gets like (laughs) railed by fucking uh, Spider-Man just like dropping a Mm -hmm. bad guy on him. That was, I think, that was one of the best days on Twitter 
<laughs> ever. We love you, Adam. We love you. Yeah, I, I love am Adam. Picturing, I know that you you're not a Marvel shill and that you're into mm-hmm. cinema. And for that reason, when you are describing your trip to New York, I'm just picturing uh, the final act of the film Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just massive chaos, uh, just burning posters of Wakanda forever mm-hmm. as you kill uh, some rich guy's parents. That was the that was kind of that was definitely the feeling. And when I was in New York, Werewolf by Night came out, and let's just say it was a violent night. Let's just mm. say, let's just say by night I was something else. So you know, I had a couple brews in me. I start. Yeah. You know, were you like one of those one of the werewolves in in um? in what we do in the shadows yeah i was a like... swearwolf i was a swearwolf i was going off <laughs> saying bad words drinking rum and coke you yeah lifting lifting your leg up and peeing on random walls mm-hmm. yeah dude i peed on kelly reichard she was at the festival oh, I got no. you flash zone, so got kicked out of that screening <laughs> i'll tell you that you know so, but not the festival though at the festival <laughs> no they were like you can come back just calm down Well, you got invited to a completely different festival from what I heard. Like, Mm -hmm. you actually aren't reviewing the New York Film Festival at all because you did get kicked out of that night one. But the New York Piss Festival, you just, you were, you thrived there. You lived your best life. I was able to get, they treat the press there very nice. Oh, that's all I'll say. You know, (laughs) I had, I was wine and dined, you know, wine and dined, but. Mm -hmm. With piss. Yeah, the wine was piss. Yeah. And the food was piss. The food was, <laughs> was also piss. piss. The New York so. Piss Festival really struggled during COVID. They, um, uh, we're glad, we're happy that they made yeah. it through. Like we I'm need so to sick of this this woke <laughs> mask culture preventing me from going yeah. to my local events, my neighborhood friendly events. Every before every before every piss screening, they, the 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 programmer would come out and be like, "Let's just give it up. We can all be back in person again. Yeah. We're Long reopening." <laughs> Mm-hmm. reopening literally and figuratively P- piss is now allowed in pride again <laughs> and i i think too i think it's funny that in halloween ends once michael takes his mask off he's able to grow i just want to point that out yeah and you know so, that and doesn't that give us a lot to think about yeah you know let's just yeah. you know all right well if we haven't lost any uh <laughs> listeners at this point we know the real we're ones. talking smut films today everybody <laughs> um just your favorite smut stars um oh man okay so let's let's set things up a little bit here so as was mentioned um joey did go to the piss festival but he also did go to the new york film festival so Hunter um, was able to set this up. Shout out to you and make sure that we uh, brought you in, Joey, to to report on what mm-hmm. you saw and what we and our audience should be aware of to look out for. Um, so we're going to get into a bunch of the stuff that you got a chance to see. Uh, let's start out with one that is actually already out here in orlando and is i don't know exactly the rollout on this movie but it seems to be pretty wide Mm -hmm. it's um triangle of sadness not the triangle of sadness as it's been uh incorrectly and and tragically misnamed in some places please do not see i call it sans filter is that is that danish what is that french sure I yeah. think the American title is downhill, actually. 
Oh yes, 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 yes. With so, uh, Will Ferrell and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. JLD. <laughs> yeah. I love JLD. Um, yeah. So this was this at the New York Film Festival. It was at the New York Film Festival. Yeah, this was the second film I saw there. Uh, yeah, and and Drew and I got a chance to see this too here at our local art house theater uh, at the Enzian. Um, and this was my first Ruben Ostland film. Uh, Hunter, I know you've seen The Square, but love that maybe Drew. Yeah. I don't think you've seen any of his other films either, right? No, never have. Um, so this was at the film festival because I know you also did get to go to the New York Poop and Puke Festival, and this this was also <laughs> definitely airing there. It was. It was. A, they had a whole gala presentation for it, and it was you know, for for a fan of poop and piss, I it was you know you couldn't ask for anything better. So and it was a bit, honestly, I felt bad for the New York Film Festival because the screening there was so underwhelming after that. Right. So, no one was mm -hmm. on board with any of that. Mm -hmm. um, really intense kind of uh, none of the fluid yeah. stuff well you were in like a 40x experience mm -hmm. there. Yeah. yeah so it's like it's like i don't know like it was like riding like a really cool roller coaster and then riding like the fast and furious roller coaster you know what i mean i i do want to ask because making the joke here but i did hear about at some festival showings of this that they handed out barf bags at your theater yeah that this, had this was a real thing on it did I they that not at my screening though it's fucked up so you just puked on the person in front of you then or what <laughs> yeah we just uh, we had to puke on on the person and they said puke on the person to your right so it was everybody oh. got something god some but, poor unfortunate guy didn't get puked on yeah the guys on the aisle seats got fucked so but the guy on the left is like hey where's my puke <laughs> <laughs> all right so triangle of sadness is a film about rich people it's about uh models it's about uh people able to go on incredible uh yacht vacations and i don't know if all other ruben austin films are like this but it's about seeing these people kind of crash and burn a little bit and that's kind of like the magic of this movie mm -hmm. and it's giving it's giving white lotus on deck yes yeah white lotus <laughs> That's exactly it. it. It also gave me like parasite vibes too. It's a little, mm -hmm. it's a little kind of, you know, more uh, mm -hmm. uneven than parasite. I think parasite is just, you know, to compare a movie to that, you kind of evoke like a level of perfection that this doesn't really reach. Um, but I had such a good time. Like, oh my God. There's just stretches of this movie that just had me so locked in because the filmmaking and the performances, the script, it was just, mm, it was cooking. It was sparking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you think of it, Joey? I loved it. Um, I haven't seen The Square, uh, but I did. I have seen Force Majeure, which is an excellent movie, uh, if you guys haven't seen it. Um, the remake, I joked that the, 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 the remake, they remade it, Downfall with Will Ferrell. The remake's fine. Uh, but the guy, the dean from Community wrote and directed it. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew mm -hmm. that. Jim Rash, but uh, yeah, Jim Rash. I, Oscar Jim winner Rash Jim Rash made Downfall. Jim Rash made Downfall. Yeah, it was wow. his follow up to Little Miss Up Sunshine. in the Air. Oh, that's right. Yes, The Descendants. That's what you won an Oscar for. Oh, The Descendants. No, yeah, yeah not up yeah. here. The Descendants. That was what him and yeah him and Nat Faxon. Mm -hmm. Um, I I love this movie too. Um, this type of movie. Regardless of like, there are some pretty 
uh, unanimously agreed upon issues with the movie. Like, I, I was almost surprised. Game by... one. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's an anti-fluid agenda being pushed by <laughs> the lamestream media. Exactly. Thank you for saying it. They don't deserve to even have stream in their name, mm-hmm. to be honest. <laughs> um, but it. I was kind of surprised by how consistent the spread of this movie was on Letterboxd. Like I was seeing no four and a half or five star reviews in my feed. Um, this I'm I'm kind of a sucker for this type of movie. It's really uncomfortable. Um, well directed, well written, sort of meandering, and like the pacing is uneven. Absolutely, but like holy smokes, it's just like moment to moment. I'm completely fixated the entire time, and that's. Yep. That's sort of like I value that more than most things when mm-hmm. I'm watching a movie. I, I had I had such a good time. It's like wildly uncomfortable to watch. Um, incredible performances. You haven't heard of most of the people because they're dirty Europeans, except for Woody Harrelson. Yeah, um, who kind of takes over that section? Who? who yeah, he, the, the the boat captain, and he's like a communist, and he just he gets to rip. It's fucking mm-hmm. great. He's. I'm yeah. a big Woody head, so I was very excited to see him. I'm uh, I'm definitely really excited for this movie. I from what you guys are describing about kind of the general vibe for it seems similar to The Square. The Square has a moment that um if you've seen the poster of The Square then you know the scene that I'm talking about where a character like at his very formal fancy dinner, uh, he takes off his shirt and he starts acting like a gorilla. And for like 10 minutes straight, he gets on like everybody's tables and starts like ooga booging around mm-hmm. and like really like just going full ape. Like um, it's weird. It's weird. in like the, all the best ways. And like, I really, really love the square whenever it came out, uh, I think 2017. So I'm definitely excited for this one. Um, I would say that every every single scene in the front half of this movie stays on something longer than you think it's gonna. Yeah, yeah. you're in an uncomfortable moment, and it just will not leave it. it <laughs> yeah, for he, like does, two... he does a great job. Kind of like the the plot is very large. Eventually, it grows into something very large, but at the kind of the core of it, uh, the film is kind of built on these like small interactions with people, and it's like a very Ultimately, the film is about like human nature. It's got these really big things to say about capitalism and kind of class, but yeah. at its core, it's about it's about like the how like stupid humans really are. So it's got yeah. this. It's got a lot going on. It's a very it too. He does a great job. The uh, the the first act is like razor. The film is divided into to three distinct acts, and the first act is like razor sharp, one long, just like fucking awesome segment. And then two, he kind of sets up all of these things. And then as the film goes on, you just watch him knock them and, yeah. and knock them down. So it's pretty genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really funny if you Google the premise of the movie, because like I probably like an we were like an hour and a half into the movie, an hour 15. And I was like, did I like look up the wrong premise? Like, <laughs> like well, especially so, the trailer. If you watch the trailer, it's like it was, the entire first section. It doesn't tie into mm-hmm. anything that you expect from the trailer. Yeah, the the log line involves an event that doesn't happen until way later on in the movie because we're literally just spending time meeting all these like mm-hmm. uniquely awful individuals. Yeah. Um and some of the some of the criticism that I've seen too is that like when that later stuff starts to happen, it's very heavy-handed. It's kind of like hit you over the head with a sledgehammer type of symbolism yeah, and, and metaphor and I 
understand why some people might budge against that if you want something a little bit more subtle, but it's just not that kind of movie. Like, I don't know. Just go into it knowing that s- some of its messaging and themes are going to be very, very mm-hmm. like telegraphed and just kind of extremely blatant. That doesn't really necessarily take away from it. I don't mm-hmm. think I-, I think it does a good job of being like, yeah, we're really going to be very explicit about what we're trying to do here. And still there's going to be some room for you to think about things and try mm-hmm. to interpret them in your brain. Cause I'm still thinking about that last section a little bit, mm-hmm. especially the last few minutes of, of the movie. Cause it kind of just ends. It just, there's a moment where the movie just stops and you think any other filmmaker would have given, yeah. would have ended it like a scene before or a scene after where it ends and those types of decisions, I think, is what makes it interesting, despite mm-hmm. like some of its broader, um, you know, kind of more blatant attempts and and successes at this this symbolism and this and mm-hmm. this metaphor that it's trying to say about, you know, not just the the class divide and all that that you mentioned, but also the um, the kind of gender divides mm-hmm. too. You know, putting our main two characters. Um, these two models against each other you know we do as much of an ensemble as we get we do have this like core duo here of this couple that is sort of dancing around each other the entire movie and we don't really know how their story is going to end um i i I thought it was fascinating i also Mm. wanted to shout out the the woman the young woman uh char charlie b Charlby, Charlby Dean, she passed away. Um, what? Yeah, earlier what? this year, tragically, she had some type of rare disease, I believe. And I had heard that someone had died in this cast, and I wasn't sure if it was actually her. And then mm-hmm. later, after the movie was over, I confirmed that it was her because the entire movie, I'm thinking. I'm going to be so sad if it's her mm-hmm. because she is amazing. Yeah. She's so good in this role. And it's just like, we're never going to see her again. That's so like crazy. So yeah. At sad. the, um, at the screening, uh, Ruben Ostlin was there. And before the movie started, he came out and he was like, he brought the cat. He had some of the cast with him. And then he was like, and then unfortunately uh, it's, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, that uh, the actress who plays Yaya has passed away. Uh, and then he, he, he made a, he said, he was like, be sure to watch her performance because she's actually, if you really watch her, she's doing like really incredible work here. And I think I would all, I would echo that sentiment as well. She's really, everyone in the film is really kind of on their A game, 100%. Um, I don't think, I don't really think there's a weakest link in the bunch. I do wish that, that there's this character that kind of takes over the story in that last third. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that they would have set her up a little bit more. You get like one tiny little bit where you see her just to like clock her in your mind. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get a, a scene, a real scene with her until that third part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I I do wish that during that second, that middle chunk where she appears that we would have gotten a, a setup to really prep us for how crucial she becomes much in, like in the Colby in Halloween kills and oh, ends, man. you know uh, that's not the we, only issue with the, the Corey up. character um yeah you want there's many issues with that Corey character notably they might be one of the worst actors I've seen in a movie in years um 
So uh, excuse me, I'm hearing anti base Halloween ends discourse on the pod. Am I hearing anti base Halloween discourse? I haven't oh, seen, you, I haven't seen you absolutely yet. are. Um, a hundred percent, you are for me. That uh, movie I, is is awesome. <laughs> okay. See, this is I why will I'm let you go to Halloween <laughs> Ends Island. Uh, yeah. You can go there by your damn self. Um, I Every... hope that that's a different island from the poop and piss uh, mm-hmm. Triangle of Sadness, though. Damn. I'm going to spoil Triangle of Sadness for you now. I uh, don't. No. Um, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I'm probably going to see it possibly tomorrow. Um, um, <laughs> I just have if I, a word of advice. Week. This might not be one for Gaia. You know what's <laughs> funny? So, uh, Whenever this movie was announced, uh, one, I was excited for it because it's Ruben Oslin. It won the Palme d'Or, which, by the way, the square also won the Palme d'Or. So back-to-back movies by this guy. I think Force there. Majeure won the Palme d'Or as well. No Did way. it? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think he's got Really? I believe. I could be wrong. But nobody fact-check it. <laughs> I'm, I'm fact-checking it right now as we speak. Um, I think you're not correct on that one. It won the Uncertain Regard, mm-hmm. which is, uh, um, it's like, I think it's kind of like their, um, it's like a good job award. Yeah, it's a good job. <laughs> yeah, you. you did it. Um, yeah. It's like a freaking participation trophy. I think it's, it's often given to like filmmakers, like first big hit, like their like announcement to come onto yeah. the screen, like the I breakout performance fight, or something. So. Yeah, you did. We forgot to mention that we have we have an award winning director <laughs> on the on the podcast today. Okay, so I did want to ask because this movie did win the Palme d'Or. Since we are talking about a lot of noisy movies that are going to kind of might be in the zeitgeist for the next few months, do we think that this has any chance at Oscar love? Are we just looking at a foreign nomination, if that? And yeah, probably just, not really anything else outside of that. Probably just international know. film, I think. I think that I, there's a huge love around this movie via the industry. And I think if it, if I, because I know it's still coming out limited, if it gets a bigger kind of release, I could see it may, maybe not getting like actor, actress, but I could see it getting maybe like an adapt, like a screenplay nomination or something like that. Or even director. Do you see Ausland? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because there's been a lot of love for yeah. foreign. A foreign director keeps kind of sneaking mm-hmm. into these there's top always every year. These yeah, last couple stealing years. a nom from a fellow yeah. American. You know? Don't. D- yeah. D- Denis Villeneuve cannot hear you right now. Yeah. <laughs> they hate Denis. Shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> he makes. He basically is making superhero movies. I mean, no. come on. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. He was robbed. He was robbed. <laughs> Um, so I think three thumbs up for Triangle of Sadness. It's um, like a, the lighthouse. <laughs> or it's like a it's like a really thoughtful movie, but then there's also like piss and shit jokes in it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Is it gonna be a memeable movie or will it reach that status if it does uh I mean I like don't think it'll be does? I don't I don't think it'll reach like fingerling potatoes from don't look up level of meme, but it could get some. There's already the H&M Balenciaga meme. I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. The... Yeah. Happy Balenciaga brands and sad brands. H&M. Oh, yeah. That's Balenciaga. that is. Yeah. H&M. I wanted to post what what I'm going to post is my big meme for this movie is like, you know, the the it's just going to be a tweet and it's going to say like Triangle of Sadness 2022 directed by Ruben Oslin. And then it's going to be that video um, from Family Guy when he makes them all drink Epicac and everyone's puking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you have to you have to like warp uh, stabilize the footage so it looks like they're on a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I had I had that video on my MySpace when I was twelve. Sick. Hell yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's the big caveat. Be aware, there is a big gross-out scene. So and no it is, because I went into it like, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll be gross, but not that gross. It's really gross. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> I went, I got, it had a couple like, oh, and then I got a, oh. <laughs> so. I was just, I was giggling like a, like a schoolboy watching yeah. it. I, I was, I was having so much fun. Well, the one shot is so gross. It's yeah. almost a bummer that there is so much gross out stuff because uh, whenever this film was first like announced and I was getting excited about it, um, I renamed our group chat. That's me, Gaia, and our roommate, Christine, uh, the Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> so I'm kind of sad that we won't, we sh- probably should not all go see this movie together, but I'll enjoy it in their stead. Yeah, this isn't one for grandma. It's not. All right. So that's Triangle I, of and, Sadness. And I am married to my grandma. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> what are we doing, Grandma? Um, speaking of grandma, that's kind of based, actually. Being married to your grandma. Can we get? Can we get like a, a sound drop every time you, he says "based"? <laughs> based, dude. That's the word. Of the window. I'm bringing it back. Like a low B, a, a low B sound drop. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of base grandmas, Tar <laughs> is a movie. Yes. Cape <laughs> Blanchett uh running capital r running mm-hmm. um tell us about tar it's coming out i think this weekend as of this recording i'm really excited for it the buzz is building up the bees are buzzing for tar what did you think um maybe maybe uh lead up to the kind of the vibe at the fest about the the hype well tar. I went to I was I went to the press screening for Tar, so I wasn't at the public screening, but it was the in longest York. in New York, yeah, and it was the longest line for a press screening. It was like wrapped around the building twice. I was nervous that I wasn't going to get in. Uh, the whole cast and crew was going to be there, uh, so it was a bit of an exciting romp. Um, and then I sat down and watched it. Very long. It's almost three hours long. Um, I've never heard of Todd Fields before. Um, I guess he's got two other films uh, with um, some other people in it. But they don't. I don't know them, so who cares? But uh, Tar, you know, I heard, you know, I, you know, Kate Blanchett, love her. Uh, was excited to see it. Uh, I watched it. You guys want to know what I thought? Please, that's 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 why you're here. No, man. I I want you to just describe the setup and then just mm-hmm. like be like, okay. and that's it. And then the next movie <laughs> I saw was tune uh, in to AOK to find out. Can you just describe like what the theater was? Are we talking like was it like? 72 degrees in the theater was it like 68 degrees in the theater it was 68 okay all right it's kind of chilly it's feeling fall up there yeah i uh and this there's a tight i couldn't cross my i had to cross my legs in the seat so i don't want a man spread but uh no tar is excellent uh it's a super i don't think it's really what is being like described like because i have like um friends who are like in a frat and they're like, bro, you got to let me know how Tar is. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys are really going to like this. One. I don't know if this is really like. No, I think all the being... bros, all their bros are, are just going to Tar, dude. Like all that's, the bros are going to Tar. Yeah. All the homies are into Lydia Tar. Have yeah. you ever been to a frat house lately? Like, it's dude, all Lita Tar. is out. It's Lydia Tar. It's yeah, just they got... all all the clubs now our fever is taking the nation but it's because it's being kind of positioned as like whiplash from the teacher's perspective uh and Whoa. that's not what it's like at all um and the film is a very like mature kind of 
met not a meta i don't want to be talk kind of pretentiously but like it's a it's it's like a portrait it's like a very unique film um and it kind of it's a lot of the film is implied or um kind of suggested uh, the film really doesn't exactly come out and tell you like show you its full hand ever um you're kind of to the very end of the movie you're kind of like hmm like it's a very thought-provoking film uh, Kate Blanchett at the press conference said that it's a film that asks more questions than it answers. Um, and I think that that's a very kind of apt way to put it. Um, I, I think she's, I think she's a kind of, I, I'm not going to say she's a shoe in for best actress, uh, but she will be uh, kind of a four. I, I hear that the lady from Till is supposed to be kind of the new front runner, but I, I, for my, for what I, I didn't see Till, but from what I've seen, I'd still say Kate Blanchett's probably top dog right now or, um, and uh, yeah, the film is just a very, it's the second it starts, you can tell you're in very capable hands. Um, and it, it remains interesting to the very end. Um, and it's a very funny movie. Uh, and it, 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 ta- it, it kind, of, kind of tries to capture a very specific kind of corner of life. Um, kind of the high art New Yorker kind of scene. Uh, and I thought it did a, a great job capturing that. And I, I could see some of the kind of themes being, kind of uh getting some kind of I, I could see some pushback for some of the themes kind of being read kind of in a bad faith way but for the most part i thought the film was was really really well done i really liked it so she is uh kate blanchett is number one on gold derby right now Ooh. 37 to 10 odds um so she already has an oscar though is that they love her i, I know she's great in this movie so it's I such I like a classic it. Academy actor though. Like I could see the Academy wanting to give her a second, a second win. And like it from everything that I've seen, I've heard that she is just absolutely phenomenal and she'd yeah. be a very deserving one. I mean, I've, I've I've heard it's like her best performance. What do you think about that? Is there any other performance you think matches this, Joey? Um, um well, Kingdom um, of the Crystal Skull is I think okay. mm-hmm. of course, of course, yeah. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Yeah, Bernadette, where'd you go, Bernadette? Yeah, of course. Galadriel. Or Ragnarok, you know. I don't know oh, if I stop those. I have not seen Blue Jasmine, which is supposed to be her best performance, but. Well, that's the one she won for, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I've never seen a Woody Allen movie, and I feel like it'd be weird to start now. You know what I mean? No, you should. I it should? was weird. I did, I did my first ones over the pandemic, um, and it did feel a little bit dirty watching, like, just some of, like, his 70s hits, and I'm like, I feel like I'm not allowed to like these. Um, Have you ever seen his stand-up? Wait, no. Woody Allen has stand-up? Oh, yeah, he was a Weird. comedian before he was a filmmaker. Yeah. It's, like, pervy. He's talking about, like, sucking tits and stuff. Like, it's, like, oh, really gross. Dude, the film Manhattan is pervy. The film Manhattan is just <laughs> no, like, God, my 17-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, dog, what is going on here? Ooh, the signs are here, and you right in this. Yeah. Um, I will say he gave I've always I I really want to check out uh, Little Children, uh, his film, because I we should say that this is his Todd Field's first film since 2006. Mm-hmm. Like he has been working on a bunch of different stuff. A lot of it fell through, but kind of had this idea for tar brewing in the mm-hmm. kitchen for a long time. I've heard that Little Children is a fucked up movie. I've heard yeah. like that is a very very dark and like kind of a mean-spirited movie which i love mean-spirited shit so like i might i might be firing that one up before i go see you tar. said he was brewing tar in his kitchen mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited for this one i'm I'm glad to hear this from you because i did 
the first take that I saw was a negative one on Twitter. And so then I I could see certain people on Twitter being like kind of trying, know, that, trying to the reduce Twitter. the film to one kind of two or three scenes from the movie, trying to kind of reduce it and say that it's all about that. Uh, but it's really kind of it's it's a it's like a true discussion piece. It really doesn't it, it kind of smirkingly doesn't have the answers to anything it's talking about either. And I, that, I think that's kind of what took me by surprise is how uh, kind of it, a smirking is kind of a good way to put it. How cynical the film really ends up being when you watch it, because it's kind of it, it does it is presented in this. She's using very flowery language to talk about kind of romantically talk about conducting. Uh, but then behind the scenes, the film is actually this kind of. Uh, that, that makes me i didn't know that about his other film i'd be interested to watch that now because it's it's it, it felt i don't know i've never really seen another movie like this it's a really kind of one-of-a-kind film uh that's I, good to hear i'm exciting I'm, yeah i'm loving this because as someone who uh took this movie in our our movie draft thing that we did that's right mm. you're so on what are we so what are, are we are we thinking director nomination i oh, think sure. well because yeah, yeah. they're doing they were talking about him at the press conference the same way they were talking about uh what's that ladies jane campion uh where they're like when jane camp when they were like because campion was like when todd field picks up the phone yeah you say yes so i i could definitely imagine him getting cinematography i'd be very happy to see get a nomination and then blanchett um, yeah. Blanchette definitely will be nominated. Um, I could see getting a picture nomination as well. And um, the score too, the score is excellent. So I think it's uh, all around this film is a banger. If you guys are like looking forward at the year and you're like, I don't know if there's many bangers coming. Tar is coming. Tar's coming. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to hear that. I'm excited to know that like it might, I mean, the thing to keep in mind is that the best picture now it's 10 films. Like they got to get to 10. It's not doing the thing like we did before where it's like, could be five, could be 10, depends on how many people are getting this. We're getting to 10 films. And because of that, that opens up the doorway for films like Tar that are a little bit more like noisy at festivals to yeah. kind of sneak in there. Tar, it also opens like, up the space like for like Black Adam, Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, Black no, Adam. The, yeah, Hierarchy of Power. Morbius. Sure. Um, so you Halloween mentioned... Ends. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned Evil Dies Tonight. Um, evil Does Die Tonight. Yes, I have confirmed this. Um, so you mentioned Till, uh, Joey. So uh, looking at Gold Derby right now, uh, like I said, Kate Blanchett is number one. Then we have Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere. Uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans is number three, which is a whole thing that we'll get into uh, at a later time that once we actually see The Fablemans that, this, that Michelle Williams is in this category and not supporting. And then at number four, we have Danielle Deadweiler for Till. So I have seen Till. Um, Danielle Deadweiler is also capital R running for an Oscar. Uh, Till is the story of Emmett Till. And so it's like this very kind of intense, like just really dark and dramatic, real life, tragic type of story. Mm -hmm. And it's told from Emmett Till's mom's perspective perspective so that's who she's playing and she's carrying the dread and the sadness completely in this performance and mm -hmm. i didn't like love the movie i wasn't kind of head over heels over it um it makes some of the mistakes that i was worried that it would but it also surprised me a little bit and it was mostly because of her performance and just her ability to to do the showy 
Oscar Beatty type of performance, but also do it in a way that like feels like it's true to what this real woman must have felt in mm -hmm. such a deeply traumatic circumstance. I don't um, have a, a statistic for this, but it feels to me like it might even help Danielle's odds that that is so clearly an awards performance, and yet that movie may not be getting anything in any other categories compared to something like Yeah, it'll Car. just be the one. Mm -hmm. yeah, They'll just so put it all on her. Exactly, and voters might not be as inclined to reward uh, the white woman, Kate Blanchett. Who already has an Oscar. You know, so that's but, when well, some of these categories. I mean, they gave Anthony out. Hopkins he <laughs> over Chadwick, so I don't that's know. That's right. And also, you know? well, that, that is different. so crazy that that happened. <laughs> I I'm still out here. I'm still out here on the Father Island, just like yo, the Father was a masterpiece. That movie rules. The best movie of the year. Um, and Anthony oh, better Hopkins than Mank. Anthony Hopkins might have given the best. Anthony Hopkins might have given the best performance of the year, but we can't. We aren't allowed to say that. So, um, I wow. uh, Mank is crying in the corner. Yeah, no, dude. well, Mank, Mank got the like, best Mank of the year. I feel like there's the a lot most of Mank, Mank slander on the pod right now. I just wanted to kind of make sure you were sure about oh. that. Yeah, I'm, oh, my, no. my my uh, mouse is hovering over the the end <laughs> call button. <laughs> talk shit about mank one more yeah time. here's the thing there's yeah. this is a mank hate free zone like you if you say one fucking bad thing about mank you're done we are fucking canceling <laughs> your ass because you don't appreciate cinema i don't think it's a bad thing to say what i say about mank and i'm not going to say it because i'm scared <laughs> that i'll get canceled and removed from the pod but it, it is something that maybe you could watch at 1.25 times speed on netflix and it's a little better how maybe. do i er, Ernest? can you make me the host so i can boot somebody from the call you guys know I drove two hours to see Mankin Theaters? Oh, wait. I did hear, but I listened to your episode with Adam about this. It was like a drive-in, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it was in a drive-in at a beach town. <laughs> so all, all the couples wait, in their cars getting And I convinced, and I had like four <laughs> friends. I was like, guys, let's go see Mank. Like, this David Fincher is going to be awesome. No, you drove. You I had four <laughs> friends who are not into movies come it's, with it's, me to go see It's the frat boys. And it he's like, the boys. they're like, Mank, 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 Mank. They're, so freaking, the they're shaking the, the car. <laughs> on the way home from seeing the masterpiece that is Mank, and when everybody's just like, God, man, what just a banger of a movie that was just fucking perfect 10 yeah. out of 10, where you like, I I want credit for taking you to go see Mank. Mm -hmm. I want that credit. That's I feel like you were in the room with us. You're kind of recounting <laughs> exactly as is, I was in the room Mank, with Mank. That's is for Mank sure. with us in the room right now. Mank with us in the room. <laughs> Let me get out my Mank my Mank G board. It's like a Ouija board, but it's just a contact Mank. It's just it's a mirror. Mank. <laughs> but it's in black and white. Mm -hmm. If I find out you guys are being sarcastic about Mank, I love Mank. I, I love Mank. Mank. I want you to know that about me right Mank now. That Mank good. rules. Mank is the best Fincher. Um, oh! Mank is the best. Mank is what better than Citizen Kane. You, he doesn't allow to say that. Well, guess what? Does Citizen Kane give Mank credit? No, it doesn't. But does Mank give Mank credit? Mank gives Joe, Mank credit. Joe, Joe so, so the, the bit... I hate explaining bits, it? but... The bit originated there at is no bit. the the Halloween or not the Halloween, <laughs> yeah, Hunter was made for Halloween. I wish in my dreams. Uh, no, at the, at, the you, Hunter, party, at the Hunter, will you at the Oscar? 
Mank for Halloween? Oh, we be, wow. we be slutty Mank. Slutty Mank? I'm going to talk at yeah. 1.25 speed. Yeah, only one button. <laughs> one button Mank. Um, no, it was at the Oscar party that uh, all of a sudden that night, Hunter just decided that like he was all in on Mank. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that Mank the best picture. Wanted, yeah, he just wanted Mank to get credit for Amanda Seyfried of- is great in that movie. Mm-hmm. She is. You know who else is great in that movie? Mank. Yeah. yeah. No, best Mank. Um, all right. So that's Tar. So is Mank running this year? Is the question. For best Mank? Yeah. Every is, year. is Mank is Mank gonna win? Um, I feel like it's like if you think about it, like Mank didn't get credit until Mank came out. So retroactively, every year they did the Oscars, Mank up, should be in the up run. for Mank. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's like, that's right. It's like the like this like the, the apparently the woke liberals just yeah. uh, that's just right over their head. You it's know? just like yeah. it's just like on Jimmy Kimmel where he keeps bumping Matt Damon because they mm. don't have time. It's the same the same thing. Like Mank just does not mm. win, just does not get credit. Yeah, it's um, the fucking. They keep reinventing the Oscars. They're cutting categories from the broadcast, including Best Mank. Otherwise, we'd see it there. And it's like they're alienating the audience they already have. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, you aren't bringing in Mank haters. They were never gonna tune in to begin with, idiots. And like, why would you want Mank haters? You know, it's like I like. Are you guys trying to get like skinheads to listen to this podcast? <laughs> listen, the only people who hate Mank. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's it. Intense. You know what? You know what? People who hate make what that makes me want to do. It what? makes me want to like think that it's time for an Armageddon of sorts. Oh, mm. there we go. There we go. Funny you All mentioned right. that. I saw the James Gray film Armageddon Time. Oh my god! Wait, there was a movie called Armageddon Time. Mm-hmm. What a crazy setup! And they play the song very naturally. The so okay. Joe, so so I I want you to kind of put into perspective all the movies that you saw at this festival because I'm looking at the list and it's a lot and we obviously mm-hmm. don't have time to get into all of them. It sounded like you were really high on on Tar. I know for a fact that Bones and All is one that we have to save uh mm-hmm. a little time for for you to pop off, but yeah. Uh is Armageddon time up there with the best of the fest are there any other ones that are kind of like uh clamoring for some type of top spot if you're thinking about all these movies in the ranking like how are you feeling when you're tearing these movies when i'm tearing the movies armageddon time is not the top top uh there's a couple i like more i think there's probably three or four that i like more than i like armageddon time but armageddon time is still an excellent excellent film uh, I'm big. I got a sorry. I got the hiccups. Um, blacked out for a second. Um, but I love <laughs> James Gray. I love Ad Astra. If you guys hate Ad Astra, I oh. have the call right now. I like Ad Astra. Ad Astra rules. Yeah, we were fans of that. Lost one. City of Z mm-hmm. absolutely rules. Those are the only two. I'm big James Gray fan. But I, I could have. I'll say this. I could have. I was on my on the phone with my uh, friend, and then I because I was outside the screening. And then the like the back door to the building opens and James Gray and uh, Jeremy Strong walked out. Oh, and I was like, fuck. and I was like, I was like, I could ask them for a picture. And I walked up to him and I got really nervous and I was like, I'm gonna walk away now. And I walked, so I fumbled the bag. I could have gotten a, a James Gray, Kendall Roy. Were pick. they talking to people? Were people there? No, like, no one was there. You're just all alone. Just alone. Man. Yeah, wasn't like wasn't like a crowd of people or anything. They were just alone. He had a cool suit on. So. Oh my mm. God! Could. 
how much money would it take for you to go up to Jeremy Strong and refer to him as Kendall Roy? Like, I thought I would have just been like, "What's up, Kendall?" Like I would have been. I, like, he would. He would hate that. Would I hate wanted that. you to go to Jeremy Strong and talk to him about his process. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, you should go up and be like, "Hey, I just want you to know, I stand with you against the evil New Yorker profile." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Eric Sorkin knows has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> no, I asked him about Serenity. I said, "How did you play the rules? How do you do that?" Oh my God! I forgot Have you guys seen that. Serenity? No, no, but I know he. I, I do know he plays the rules. <laughs> you know he plays the rules. <laughs> I know but enough to know he plays the rules. Armageddon time. He plays James Gray's father, uh, and he's excellent in the film. Um, the film is a really, it's a really good movie. Um, it's like a very clear. Um, Kind of once you see what the film is, you're like, all right, I see you, James. I see what you're going for. Um, and I kind of, I, I talk about this all the time on AOK. So if you're a, a bleed over listener, sorry. But every director now is kind of doing their nostalgic childhood movie, kind of how yeah. their childhood kind of reflects today's times. You know what the I mean? Roma. Yeah, their Roma, their wildlife, their fucking empire fight. Their, mm. uh, what was the one last year that, that was? Uh, Belfast. The Kenneth Branagh, yeah, yeah. Belfast, which Kenneth Branagh just loves the movies, the drastic of levels of quality, and yeah. usually a lot of them are like, "My guy, just go to therapy. I don't need you to air out your dirty laundry for me." Like yeah. therapy, it's just right there, twenty dollar copay, and like there you go, you can go as much as you want. I know you have the money for it. Um, I will say, I know I heard that this is Oscar Beatty. Um, I'm interested. I'm curious to know what you think as far as like awards contention because james gray historically has not been an awards guy um i think if he was ever an awards guy it would be this movie uh just because it's a very um mature film from him um and it is kind of a it's uh, there's parts of it that i felt were a bit like anthony hopkins is in the film um and he's a bit like i it felt like he would do a take, and then James Gray was like, that was great, and then they'd move on, because he's kind of just doing an Anthony <laughs> Hopkins thing, but he's still excellent in the film. Uh, but the film, the biggest problem I have with the movie is that the main character is a kid, and I notoriously hate kids in film. So I was just like, get this fucking guy off the screen. But it does a is really nice job kind of capturing uh, the, the New York of the time. The production design is really solid. Um, the score is good. It's well shot. So I think if they were to go all in on a movie, um, I think that this would be one of them. And also politically, I think it would kind of fall in line with uh, kind of the times of what people are kind of what kind of the Oscar voters seem to kind of be in kind of their mode of thought. Uh, and it is kind of an interesting kind of portrait of kind of a very kind of an inflection point in, in American history. So I, th- I think it's a very solid movie. I'm not head over heels in love with it like I am with that Astra. But it is a very, very good movie. Is the kid at least good? And the it, kid's the decent. main kid. The kid is decent. Yeah. There's two kids. There's kind of two kids who are the kind of the kind of lead the film. Uh, Jeremy Strong is amazing, though. He kind of he does the few scenes he's in. Uh, he are really, really great. Um, and the film also too. It's it's not a although it is a nostalgic film. Um, it doesn't you. There's no rose colored glasses here. He's very kind of honest with kind of portraying kind of the kind of paradoxical nature of, of certain people in his life so i i i, I really it's, it's a very very good movie it's clear that he's kind of a goaded director at this point i i wonder if this could sort of get overshadowed by fablemans and i yeah. think uh, there's another so. movie out this year 
that uh, we're not allowed to talk about yet that I think will get overshadowed by the Fableman. I think this this has nothing to do with movies, really. So I think this one could be kind of on its own. Yeah, I mean, well, we can say that movie, uh, that it is Sam Mendes' Empire of Light, because it is the same. I mean, that's the the whole plot line of, mm-hmm. like, the main selling point of it is, like, growing up and learning the the joy of cinema, mm-hmm. which is literally the same thing as Fableman's. Like, yeah. you, you yeah. could Pictures. kind of interchange those log lines together, and one of them has spielberg uh who is odds on the heavy favorite to win best director and fablemans is the heavy favorite to win best pick um and uh the other one sam mendes is not uh which i am also interested because it's different but it does kind of still occupy the same space it's Mm -hmm. a movie that nobody's seen yet but babylon is still yet to come out which is also going to kind of suck up a little bit of that air of like the man isn't it you know what's great movies mm-hmm. we just we <laughs> love the cinema and that's with damien chazelle and Babylon i kind of it has like a lot of i feel like connective tissue to once upon a time in hollywood because mm-hmm. it's got brad pitt and margot robbie right there just off top directed um, by tarantino yeah no well the tarantino of uh wait well tarantino's thing is feet so what do we think chazelle's thing is blood um, tears I think like longing and regret and like wanting to be more than you are. And like uh, just the white male struggle. Mm-hmm. Really. I, yeah, I feel like um, he's like totally asexual. <laughs> he doesn't. He's all about like performance. Dude, Whiplash, Whiplash is a movie about himself. It's just about like, I just want to be great and like fuck yeah. women in my life. I'm just women like are concerned with like very that's why tortured men. Sick. That's why it's awesome. That's why Whiplash is made. That's why La La Land is a masterpiece, and that's why First Man will always and perennially be underrated because of what justice that movie for is. First Man. Justice for First Man. I did want to mention, yeah, Empire of Light. We did get a chance to see early, uh, but that movie's not out for another few months, so we'll save our thoughts on that until we're closer Ooh. to to release. But, um, but Armageddon Time, uh, comes out. I think early November. Yeah, it looks like it'll be out here like first week of November. So that one is right around the corner. Excited for that. Well, I feel like it's Armageddon time when I hear women talking. Oh! Because <laughs> I'm sexist. Whoa! Oh, hey! Oh, you went there. <laughs> I went there. That's I based. There. That's based. I saw Women Talking, the new Sarah Pauli film, uh, which is... Are you guys familiar with this one? Yeah, I, I drafted this one as well. And Drew I'm- Drew went for a lot of like the big kind of. Uh, I went for awards because awards, I, I yeah I wasn't able to secure uh, the box office darlings, of course, except for Black Adam. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so I mean, this movie, I the takes on it have been interesting. Uh, you'll have to tell us now that you've actually seen it, but everything around it seems like it's the type of movie to really capture a certain conversation around like the 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 post me too mm-hmm. not me too itself because i guess we can get into she said in a yeah. little bit too which is actually literally about me too um but women talking seems to be just like a more kind of removed conversation mm-hmm. that is incredibly more reflexive and thoughtful around the subject and not like directly into mm-hmm. it that's a good way. It's a really good way to put it. I was going to talk about them both because they kind of both are kind of touch on similar subject matter. 
I much prefer women talking. Uh, she said it's fine. I don't have much to say about it. It's fine. Um, it's exactly what you expect it to be. I didn't think it did much new with the story. Um, there is kind of this angle about uh, working as a mother and kind of balancing work life with being a parent, uh, when I, which I appreciated uh, in the film. I thought that was well done. But overall, the film didn't really kind of excite much. I think that that might be a player, but I kind of hope oh, it, it will definitely be a player. I mean, just if, if people don't know, she said is the true story of the New York Times reporters that uncovered the crimes of um, what's his face? Um, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. And mm. and led to him being uh, arrested and and put in prison. Like that is a incredibly relevant story to Hollywood. Like that is, mm. if it's not about Hollywood, it's like about the people of Hollywood. And they're mm. gonna do everything they can to to put that movie in as front of, of as many yeah. eyes as possible. And and but if it's I, good, they'll want to reward it because it's mm -hmm. their way of being like, hey, we got him. We gave him a bunch of Oscars, but now <laughs> we won't. I would say it's okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's an amazing film. Uh, Carrie, the two the two lead performances, uh, Carrie Mulligan and uh, something Kazan, Zoe Kazan, are both very very mm -hmm. good. Uh, I just the film as a whole, I wasn't too impressed with. Um, I'd much prefer that kind of that what you're talking about that kind of post Me Too attention to be on women talking, which I feel is like a real like if we want to talk about you know, kind of the post me too era. This is like the film that we should be championing. I really love the film. I think I, I, I hope they, they embrace it and everybody gets that. Cause I, I think the performances from Rooney Mara, Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy are more than deserving. Um, Jesse Buckley, I would be thrilled if she got a nomination. She's really excellent in this movie. It's a big um, ensemble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a huge ensemble. Frances McDormand is not in it very much. So don't expect a lot from her, but uh. Uh, the film is is a it's a really really well done movie. Um, the color palette is a little ugly, but it's super well shot. The score is really great. Um, I think this is kind of unless there's something big I'm forgetting about. I would say this is kind of a shoe in for best adapted screenplay because uh, it's mm. such a that, that's the main thing is the dialogue in this movie, the conversations that are had in this movie are really genuinely impactful and they're really thoughtful um, and they're really it, it's not in kind of where, where she said I felt was kind of more so kind of just acknowledging kind of the monolithic problem of sexual assault uh, in kind of the present day women talking really kind of dissects it and has at times has the uncomfortable conversations about it kind of where do we where do we go from here if we've won the battle what do we do next uh, and I thought that that especially coming from uh, the kind of the a director as skilled as Sarah Pauly I was I was thrilled watching it so I was a big big fan of this one so and she said is a good movie uh, I didn't love it um, maybe people will like it more than I did. I wasn't too impressed by it, uh, but when I'm talking, really moved. I, I teared up at one point. I was really moved by this film. So I hope I, I'm seeing on Gold Derby that this isn't really anywhere. So I'm hoping that this comes out and kind of makes a big splash because I thought it was. I know the the reviews are kind of mixed on it, but I'm a big fan. Drew Drew's got them both in in his fantasy film league. So. Listen, Drew just loves he he loves to. Loves these little awards, darlings. I will say, I'm in the, talking, I'm a fucking ally, Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> That's the word you're looking say, for. I didn't want to say it. I didn't, I didn't want to give you too much credit here. Um, well, Hunter's an ally. Hunter's an ally to the way of water. So let's not yeah. get it. Okay. Pushed. So, ooh. Okay. Oh, cool. So you don't like uh, 70% of Earth? Okay. Cool beans, dude. Um, and rising, I should say. Yeah. Um, I saw I, Amsterdam immediately after Women Talking, so I just undid all of my allyship. 
<laughs> yeah, you just actually just you like regressed a hundred years. Yeah. Um, nice little palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. I will say real quick one thing about women talking. I don't see this anywhere, but if I was a betting man, which I am, um, I would say that women talking is my pick for best ensemble at the SAG. This feels like almost kind of like a lock that it definitely should win. If it isn't going to win a bunch of Oscars, this just kind of seems, and you can confirm this, but this kind of seems like an actor showcase type of movie. Mm -hmm. And I've heard also great things about Judith Ivy, who's like a relative unknown um, in this movie. So I wouldn't be surprised if this movie does at least kind of, I think that's Judith Ivy. I know it's one of the girls who's just like, uh, like kind of newer to the scene. Like, Oh, she's great. Yeah. Judith Ivy is very good in the movie. Um, I, all, everyone's really, really great in the film. Um, there's a couple child actresses, uh, and you know, how is Paddington Paddington (laughs) good in it? Paddington, oh, I think Ben get, Wishaw. Ben Wishaw, I think, could get a supporting actor nomination. He's got he's got a big monologue. He's got a big monologue. How, how Academy would it be for the man. only the only <laughs> acting nomination to go to Ben Wishaw? Dude, that's that how I felt walking the out. I was Academy like, oh. shit of all time. Yeah, I walked Jesus out of the movie and I was like, Christ. I kind of want Ben Wishaw to get a nomination for that scene. <laughs> so, and he played. I mean, not no spoilers, but he plays like. A good man so it's like <laughs> well he is a good man he's also a good bear mm-hmm. so, he's about that he's not like the rapist so, so yeah. that's good i i want to talk about amsterdam really quick uh because a you know it's getting <laughs> there's already some some fun discourse did you uh, see I... amsterdam oh my god oh oh i didn't know no, that no anyone you... saw amsterdam i thought that movie was already gone like i thought it evaporated as soon as it was Did released. Did see Amsterdam? Oh hell no! Oh, that's I'm the only one who saw it in the chat. Okay. Um, I I think it's it's a shoe in for coolest poster though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What even is going on with that squiggly um, thing? So I uh I don't like David O. Russell. Um, American Hustle is a movie that I've seen. That's it. It's a movie that I've seen. Don't ask me. Don't ask me one plot detail about it, because I'm like, was that was Christian Bale in that terrible, movie? Like, terrible, terrible SEO for Amsterdam. Call your movie Canterbury Glass, like it was supposed yeah. to be called. I had no clue why it was supposed to be called that either. Well, it, that's a more SEO friendly title. <laughs> I don't want to search Amsterdam and then be like, oh, wait, what was I looking at? These are well, pretty that pictures. movie, not to make this an Amsterdam pod, but that movie is probably the worst advertised film I've seen in a while. Because do you guys know what the movie, the movie is about a huge political event that everybody knows about and they're not, they don't talk about it at all. What the really? fuck? Yeah, it's about. Do you want me to spoil what the film Go is about? It. And if you guys yeah, don't know, I'm not this seeing movie, this movie. I, uh, I it's have about no the, the coup, the Nazi coup against FDR, uh, which was a big deal. And they don't. It's a Nazi movie. They don't talk about how this movie is a Nazi movie. They didn't know how to promote it. They didn't want to put yeah. that in the in the marketing. That's well, why the, you know, all the trailers. Lib media. You know <laughs> the backlash that could get. It's so crazy because, like, going don't into the award the season, they you know you could have seen this movie being like one of the biggest awards players. It's got a heavy hitter cast. I mean, just one of the most stacked casts, like Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington. Like, it's just insane, and it's just a total just dead on arrival movie mm-hmm. like it is I, I drafted it in my fantasy film league as like my hopeful kind of big 
awards player and I'm fucked. Like I am not gonna get anything from this one. Wait, say? this movie cost eighty million dollars. What is it doing at the box office right now? Oh, okay, it's at eighteen. That's honestly better than I thought that was. <laughs> it still has not made back a quarter of its budget. There yet. was there was a very short clip of it going around on Twitter that looked horrific. That's the second scene of the movie. <laughs> oh, nice. the the shooting fantasy. That's the end of the movie. That's the that's the very end. Oh, of the movie. oh, so you're talking about the Taylor Swift? I'm talking about the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. Let's really just funny. say when I sat down in Amsterdam, I almost made the decision to leave. <laughs> oh man, these segways not quite. Are just almost. I just for it, but I saw a decision to leave the Park Chan Wook film. Uh, it's did you leave? I did not leave. I stayed the whole oh, time. Okay, cool. I shed a tear. I was like, oh. Wow, that's, I'm a, that's very, the best review of this movie. Oh. I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, Excellent I, film. Yeah, uh, if you things. like Park, you'll love the film. It's nothing oh, yeah. like his other movies at all, um, but it's just as well done, uh, really well crafted. Uh, the ending is kind of one for the ages, I think. Um, it's kind of the ultimate end to the story. Uh, I really loved it. Um, it kind of, it's a film that like reveals itself to you as it goes along. You're not sure what you're watching until the very, until you see the whole picture. You're not sure what you were seeing. And then you're like, you son of a bitch park. I can't believe you did that to me. So a uh, really, really great movie. I definitely think this is a probably I saw, I, I didn't see it in the festival. I saw all quiet on the Western front um, as well. Um, I think these two, those are the two that are kind of going to duke it out for foreign film this year. Um, gotcha. I, I prefer decision to leave over all quiet. Um, all quiet is kind of a greatest hits of World War Two movie or World War One movies. Um, well, it's it's a remake of the second movie to ever win Best Picture. Yeah, the so... 1930s film. Mm -hmm. You watched that then, Hunter? Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen the original. The original All Quiet on the Western Front is actually like kind of amazing. It's like a movie about PTSD in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Oh man, like nobody even knew what this thing was. And this is yeah, not like the a, trauma a guy of being war. like, yeah, sometimes when I have a bad dream, I hit my wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you say that now, the liberal media goes crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's based. I'm liberal. So you said you wanted to come on the pod and get canceled. I'm assuming that's just, it's just only ever saying, comparing everything to liberal media. Is just That's how you're trying to, to get libs. canceled. I'm just um, trying to fire the libs up. I do got my, I'll save I'm, my cancelable take for the end of the pod. Yeah, save it, save it for the end so we can actually kick It's you. literally you just going to be like, I don't like minorities. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> John. I'm not sold on them, you know? You're like, decision to leave. Be better if I could understand what they were saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will. Say, I'm really excited for this. That. I love Park Chan Wook. I'm a huge fan of his movies. Um, have you seen oh, Little you Drummer him? Boy? I have not. The the TV series that you made a few years ago. I just found out about it the other day. I made fun of you, but then I was like, oh, I'm actually interested in this topic. So, so. but but I do. <laughs> Rosamund Pike's not Rosamund Pike. Florence Pugh's in that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pew Pew Army, rise up. Pew Pew. Yeah, like early Pew Pew. <laughs> Miss Flow uh, Army. Yeah, Miss Flow Army. Uh, April Spritz Army. Yeah, I haven't seen like any of this guy's stuff. The only one I've seen is Old Boy, um, and Handmaiden has been on my list forever. Awesome movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it before yeah. decision to leave for sure. Yeah, but excellent movie. Definitely go see it. Um, kind it's of, like uh, a, it's like a Hitchcockian thriller, right? That's kind of what I've. Yeah, heard. that's a good way. It's definitely it's like a Hitchcock detective, detective mystery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a bit. 
honestly, it's it's a very plied comparison. It's not tonally like Knives Out, but I would say it's as playful as that movie. Oh, good. Okay. That's so, yeah, that's it's great. a very it's kind of like um this could be a weird comparison, but do you know how uh yesterday is nothing like Danny Boyle's other movies? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what part this is. That's what this is. This feels like him taking a very different, trying to do make a different type of movie. I think that this movie is better than yesterday. But yeah, so this, say. yeah, so this <laughs> he wouldn't want you to call it his yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, so, the most like Reddit film idea movie mm-hmm. ever made. What if people woke up and they didn't fucking know about the Beatles? Yo, so I did, would become so rich because I would make all those songs and say that they were my own. Decision to leave is takes place in a universe where nobody uh, remembers who LMFAO is. God, could you imagine just writing Party Rock? <laughs> that would be God, yeah, you we see you we see you on CNN and you're like, yeah. When I wrote Sorry for Party Rocking, I was in a dark place and uh, <laughs> I just had to rebel against that. Okay, but, mm-hmm. lightning round. So, of all the movies I see here on your letterbox uh, diary. I'm going to I'm going to list out some of the other ones we haven't touched on and then you tell me which ones are, uh, hot are worth ones seeing. Are not. Yeah, which ones are worth seeing? Rotten Tomatoes which ones are bitch. worth missing. So, um I'll do a fuck Ma- Mary kill. How about that? Master Gardener, the new Paul um uh Paul Schrader. Schrader. Paul Schrader, decent. I would it's probably my least favorite of his new newer films. I'm a huge Paul Schrader mm. guy. Um, I it, there's certain elements of the film that I really appreciate. Uh, I, I ultimately, I'm not sure if it comes together as cohesively as his other two films do, uh, but it is good. Uh, so I would say see it if you're interested in it, but it's I wouldn't say it's a must see. Stars at Noon, the new Skip Claire it. Denis. I don't. I'm not a Claire Denis guy. Um, I wanted to give this a chance, and I thought this was uh, super boring. Uh, Margaret Qualley, who I usually love, is okay in it. Joe Allen is okay. The movie is like meandering, boring. I didn't. I really this, this is the least favorite thing I saw at the festival, so I would skip this. Movie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come out against Stars at Noon. The song Stars at Noon is really good, but the movie itself. I hear the book is good too, but I just wasn't, you know. And like also like female filmmaker, you know, just already. No, I'm kidding. As a joke, I'm kidding. I'm gonna have to. I'm liberal. I voted blue. <laughs> No matter who. No matter who. (laughs) Charlie Crist Army rise up. I I will say, I'm a Chris bitch. Sure. Um, (laughs) For now, I guess. Um, I haven't seen enough of Claire Denise films. I was not super high on High Life. Actually, whenever that movie came out, that was a movie that kind of bit off more than it could chew, in my opinion, uh, and just didn't really ever Mm -hmm. coalesce into anything meaningful. I need to see like Let the Sunshine In and some of the like more. She did View Travel, right? I'm not sure. I mean, I've only seen High Life. It's crazy that High Life had Robert Pattinson, Andre 3000, and Mia Goth, and it just like didn't hit. Andre 3000 is in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Andre that. Benjamin plays like one of the main people in that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, Bio Travel is supposed to be an excellent film. Um, okay, Mia Goth is such a, a cam girl name. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, One Fine Morning is the next one on here. Really good, definitely go see it. Uh, I'm not. It's not gonna. It's not. It's it's just very. It's just a very good movie. Uh, it's like a perfect matinee. Uh, go see it. It's got a great uh, heart to it. Um. I will say it's like an art house. It's not. I, I, it's an art house movie, but it's not an art because art house to me is like really like crazy, like Solaris, fucking like 
the light out, like that kind of like yeah, really kind of outburst. Yeah. But I, art house for general people just kind of means like dramas and like kind of more kind of Oscar movie. This is a definitely kind of I, that style of art house, but it's an excellent film. It's a very kind of understated, uh, great performance from uh, Leah Sedu is the main actress. In yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, great performance from her. Really well shot. Um, really like just really honest film. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Bros is on here. Bros, super funny. Um, I wish it was. It's a super, super funny movie. That's all to say. Bros, it's interesting because it's, get, it's getting shit on. Yeah, it just kind of flopped. Like they were, they, mm-hmm. it seemed to be like they were trying really, really hard to make it a hit, and it was just like this kind of giant flop. And now it's just kind of like I don't know. There's like a stink to it. It's like what happened with Bros. Like it was supposed to be this huge moment for like representation uh from a studio comedy and it just like it didn't didn't hit something didn't work there they did such a bad job of advertising that movie like it just like it got no it just wasn't advertised enough like whenever you're making a studio comedy you need to like push the hell out of that thing to actually get people to go out and see it in theaters i was excited for it i've had a chance to see birds but i love nicholas stoller i mean he made Mm -hmm. forgetting sarah marshall and him to the greek like those are funny movies yeah the neighbors movies, which I'm lesser on, but I'm I'm a I'm a diehard for Billy on the Street. Um, yeah, but I I sort of feel like in a way I might struggle to feel like empathy for Billy because on Billy on the Street he is such an agent of like sociopath, like <laughs> you know, like he pure agent of chaos. Yeah, I see him as like an unfeeling entity because of that show. <laughs> yeah, like we don't buy him as a as a romantic lead too much. Oh, and the really? thing is, is he wrote the screenplay for this film. And maybe he shouldn't have put himself in his own screenplay. And two, it's a very, very progressive film. It's a super kind of bold, kind of uh, unapologetically itself film. And I really admired that about it. Um, yeah, all gay cast. Mm-hmm. Every single person in the main cast is is either gay or lesbian. Mm-hmm. or. Hey, shout out Guy Branham. Um, perpetually underrated uh, gay comedian, writer, actor. I think the thing is, is that the marketing, at least everything I saw from from Eichner online, it was like, it was more about how this movie was important for, for yeah. representation and less about how it was a really funny comedy. And I think mm-hmm. that maybe it, ultimately that, it is. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it's a I mean, I'm not gonna say it's a sex comedy. There's not too many sex jokes, but it is like a it's like it's a it's Judd Apatow produced. You know, it's a, it's this type of comedy. I still want to see it. I mean, Hunter I and I just got seen. we just got back from seeing uh Ticket to Paradise, the new clune bag, Julia Roberts mm. joint. And I feel like I was drinking water in the desert because we're so starved from movies like this. You were and, well, you were drinking water stranded in Bali. Exactly. What you were doing. So it's something like bros is like it's it's in that wheelhouse while still trying to advance like what that type of of genre can do um and it sucks that it just like people aren't going to see these movies and it doesn't bode too well for something like ticket to paradise as much as the audience loved it i don't know if it's gonna be a hit i mean we'll see um all right next thing on here after sun a wonderful movie. Uh, I hope this is a bigger hit. If this got Oscar buzz, I would be really happy. I doubt it will because it's such a small film. Um, I'd love to see what this director does next. Uh, it's a really, really great movie. I definitely see it if you can. It's, uh, wonderful. Uh, one of the best trial performances in years from this movie as well. 
Paul Mescal too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's excellent in the film. McDreamy uh, from from Normal People. Normal People, which I have refused <laughs> to watch because because uh, Adam likes it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's too horny too, and mm-hmm. you 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 stay away from horny stuff. I'm anti horny. Yeah, like, but not. It's not a kink. Yeah, it yeah is it's not, not a sexual. It's purely like utilitarian. It's like mm-hmm. I well, speaking of horny, let's get to it. I the greatest I beer run ever. <laughs> I want to know about Bones and All because and all? this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, question mark of uh, not only of all the movies on here that that you logged from your your travels, but just of the season in general. I don't know if a movie like this can hit with awards but i fucking love luca guadagnino timmy 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 i just i just can't i can't see myself getting into this premise about a cannibal romance like sell me on it please because i want to want to watch this movie (laughs) The uh, I could the only other movie I saw Personality Crisis the Martin the Martin Scorsese doc, music doc uh, it's okay I don't oh, think yeah. it'll get nominated for documentary uh, it's a decent film um, and then I saw I re I saw the original Candyman at the uh, place I was staying and I was good uh, but on to Bones and All uh, Bones and All is amazing Bones and All is Bones and All is a ten out of ten this movie fucks it might be too cool for the academy <laughs> i think that there are certain elements of the film that are undeniable though i think if we want to talk i don't know who they'll run but if michael stuhlbarg or mark reliance does not get a supporting actor nomination they can go fuck themselves because they are both both fucking incredible in this movie taylor russell a star is born what if what a performance she gives in this movie Tim Chalamet might be his best performance. Uh, oh, I love let's go! I love wow. Kind of your name. I love Kind of your name. He might be better in that movie, but he's so good in this movie. Um, and the it's it's such a weird film though. That's the thing is that's what I mean. Where it might be too cool for the Academy. I know it seems like a big because I love Luca. I loved um, a bigger splash and Call Me by Your Name. I kind of infamously don't really like Suspiria the remake at all. Um, oh. I saw that. Whoa. Okay. Let's say I did a double feature when I saw that, and I saw the um the oh, what's the movie called? Nutcracker: Legend of the Four Realms. I, I saw that right. How could you forget that? <laughs> and you're so, like, one of these is a horror movie, and it's not the Suspiria movie. Yeah. So I was already kind of in a bad mood going in, and then the Suspiria movie is like three hours. And I was like, this. Fucking it is a long movie. Yeah. It it is really long. But I God, the Suspiria remake is like it's so. It's so like ambitious and you kind of have to make a movie that is kind of that much like really going for it. If you're going to try and remake mm-hmm. Dario Gento's masterpiece, like I, I'm excited to hear about Taylor Russell though, because I saw, I was, I think I was the biggest of the three of us whenever waves came out that I, oh, I love waves. was head over heels. That was I on my top if 10. Anybody else loved that. Okay. Um, I love Trey Edward Schultz and Taylor Russell is the best part about waves. Like she is unbelievable in that movie and she hasn't really done anything since waves came out in 2019. I know she was in the, what was that movie? Um, It's uh, one of those like bad. uh, What is it? 
Oh, Escape Room, no way, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, mm-hmm. uh, the sequel to Escape Room. That's course, like the only movie that she's done in between these, yeah. in between ways. That sounds like a, like a Tubi original. I, so, you know, because you've seen Bones and all, um, how much of this movie is based on kind of the, the behind the scenes of the filming of Call Me By Your Name? Um, and just spending time with Army Hammer one on one. Well, I'll say Tim's character is named Army, so that's all I gotta say. Uh, and uh, no, it's not. It is funny. <laughs> it's very funny that this is a that this is the movie that they make uh, after that comes out. Uh, comes out. Uh, it's Taylor Russell though. Uh, I'll say when she came out after the movie was over, a uh, huge pop. Everybody was jazzed to see her. She's really really great in this movie. Um, and she's able to hold her own with kind of these really kind of, I mean, Mark Reliance is, is, uh, you can kind of, if you've seen the trailer, um, which have you guys seen the trailer? No. I have not. No, don't, don't watch the trailer. It shows okay. way too much. Um, but in the trailer, you can kind of get a sense of what he's cooking, but, uh, it's like, you know, that Thanos meme where it's like, what was he cooking? <laughs> That's Mark Reliance and Michael Stuhlberg in this movie. It's like, what the fuck are they doing in this? What are they, what are they? What must have they conversations would they have had? These people, it's just a human, human hands, human limbs. That's what they're cooking. That's what they're cooking. And it's, it's, it's such a great film. I don't think this movie is like anything like what it's being described as. Uh, I've seen people compare it to something wild, the Jonathan Demme movie, nothing like that film. Uh, Aside from a general kind of, it's like they're on the road in that movie, but uh, it's a lot more, I've seen Bonnie and Clyde comparisons. It's somewhat like that, uh, but it's a lot more. It, it's really its own thing. It's a, it's like a fable almost. Um, hmm. And it so is you can't of, even compare it to Luca's other films. Like, I mean, what, what does it share the, with Suspiria or Call Me by Your Name? Suspiria, it's got the kind of um, the kind of art house flair that that movie has. The movie kind of has these kind of montage sequences in it that are very well done. Um, and with Call Me by Your Name, it definitely has that romance and kind of that grace to it um and then but it's it's a lot more like like days of heaven the terrence malick movie uh oh, okay. a lot too uh it's wow. like there are these kind of i i think that's what i mean where this movie i think is undeniable i don't think i don't think the academy could ignore how well shot the movie is and how good the score is and uh i mean they'd be if they're not going to nominate taylor russell they're missing out this could be also they could just not even see it they could just be like this is weird i don't want to watch it but I, I, that's you know, i think that that's probably the most likely if yeah, i was to yeah. actually make a guess i mean the word cannibal is, is gonna turn off like most people but they used if to you're be like over the age of lambs, fucking uh i mean if we want to talk not 97 anymore. does anybody throw <laughs> semen at a character during <laughs> no, this because that's that. something that happened i literally watched silence of the lambs like two days ago because it's the greatest movie the greatest american film ever made dr um, lecter dr lecter like lecter uh, the greatest american movie have, have you seen trumbo um <laughs> is mank in that no yeah i think mank okay. does pop up in that one Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Louis C.K.'s on that. Oh, um, didn't you? I saw looking at your letterbox. Didn't you watch a Louis C.K. directed film? I love you, Daddy. <laughs> you got. I have seen. I love you, Daddy. I did. I did see the new Louis C.K. movie, Fourth of July. Was that at the film festival? It was not at the film festival. <laughs> that was at the, that was the piss so. fest, wasn't it? <laughs> it was at the piss fest. It was not at the New York. Film it was the headlining film at the piss <laughs> yeah. fest. 
Yeah, and Louis C.K. went on stage and just like whipped his dick out, and everybody clapped. Yeah, he we asked like, first. Yeah. Yeah. The implications. Well, I don't know. Why'd if... you have to out me on the pod for seeing Fourth of July? <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you log it I'm... on a public website? <laughs> Listen, yeah, you did this to yourself, buddy. Like you can't. I you didn't can't log it. Me. I just marked it watched. <laughs> That's logged. That's I. I saw it. I like looked on there. I was like. Hunter's so like, I do know somebody who's seen this movie. Yeah. You know someone cool, yeah. <laughs> He's tapping into your feed. Um, yeah. So Bones and all, I, I, I feel like you can't really go into the the specifics of why this movie is so good without spoiling it. It's um, just so... I, it was one of those movies where I was like, this is like... I could talk about why I like this, but it just made me... It's just how it made me feel, ultimately. I just felt... Right. I, I was walking out of the movie, and I was like, yes! I was, like, screaming in the, the streets. The power and of stuff. cinema. I literally was like, hell yeah. Like, I was I, I was invigorated. It was like... It's 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 exhilarating cinema. It's a Are really... there big gross-out scenes? And if so, yes. how many? They're, like, in ten. There's a bunch. It's a pretty gra- it's I wouldn't say it's it's not as graphic as I think it's being kind of presented as. Um, there's a there is some like there's a there's I mean they're eating people in the movie so it is it gets a bit rough but I more say or less the triangle bad. of sadness. Um, <laughs> more, more probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a really really great movie. It's just it's and it's it's it, it's just I just loved it. It just has a great kind of i get stupid when i talk about it i'm like it's really good and it's well shot and i like it uh, it's just i just it's it's really well paced uh it's got a it really kind of i think that's kind of part of the magic trick of the film too is you're like how am i going to get invested into this movie about cannibals and then and by the end of it way. yeah and then it finds a way how uh, why is the director of halloween ends in this movie David Gordon Green. He plays. He's only in like two scenes in the movie. He's not in it too much. Does he uh, play himself while he's directing Halloween Ends? He does, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. not the director of a Halloween movie that you would think would show up in a movie about cannibals. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Rob Zombie. So wait, what are are you getting? What did we did we already get to the thing you're getting canceled for? Did I miss it? (laughs) Okay, so it's not the piss. It's not the piss. It's not the the liberal media, and it's definitely not liking the cannibal movie. So (laughs) if it's one, are you guys ready for my take? All right, clear the paint. Here we go. I understand why they did this, but I don't know why they had to. Um, Like. Like, I get it, but like, why did they take Lola Bunny's tits away? Whoa! (laughs) Okay, so you're you're specifically referring to Space Jam Mm Two: Poland, A New Legacy. I understand because it's like her character was originally just like a sexual object for bugs, Uh, the character, (laughs) not the species. Uh, But in this new film, they said that we want to revamp her, we want to make her woke, liberal. Uh, and they took her tits away and i don't understand like what's wrong with wanting to be turned on by something that you were turned on by as a kid here's the thing um you're right hey she's thank you they never clarify whether she's just wearing binders or she just had top surgery <laughs> put it put it in the plot <laughs> lay it all out there hey joey you aren't the first person on this but i think i said this 
whenever I saw I and myself alone watched Space Jam A New Legacy at home and I turned yeah, it off. Your first note was about um, her rack and where it went. And where the fuck was it? And Why I wasn't I horned up? I get that it has no impact on the actual film and you don't really need it, but why not? You know, like why, why that would be fun. You Some know? eye candy. Like the, I mean, they give the bunny in, in Zootopia a big bass. Do we, do we think <laughs> they do so? give her a fucking yeah, dump truck in Zootopia? <laughs> do we think, thick. do we think that it's actually, this has to do with the rise of furry culture that they were worried about? Like we can't fetishize this rabbit too much because otherwise like, we're going to have like a, a Pee Wee Herman situation. People are just going to be jerking off in theaters or across the country or what? That's the future that I want. That's all mm-hmm. I'll say. At the Poop and Pee Festival. Uh, is there a nipple Pee cut Pee somewhere? The it's like the cut? cat's cut. Yeah. Let's get the fuck cut of uh, Space Jam and New Legacy. I think, yeah, it, if it's an issue of like, you know, the fact that we're objectifying the woman rabbit, I think we should go in the other direction simply also objectify Bugs Bunny. Yeah, why doesn't Bugs have, like, a massive cock? Give him a <laughs> why fucking Bugs cock. Have, why don't, whenever Bugs does, like, a 360 slam, you just see, like, a little, like, log just hanging <laughs> out of the bottom of the shorts. Yeah. You kidding me? And then he looks at the camera, and he's like, <laughs> and then he, like, moves on his day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, eh, being a rabbit or something. I don't know. He makes a joke about it. He makes a sex joke, gets a fist bump from LeBron. LeBron's yeah, like, he's I like, thought I was know. big. And he gives him a fist bump, you know? Yeah, he's just like, well, why do you think they say having, why do they, you think they say fucking like rabbits? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you're like, oh, okay. All right. LeBron, the, the, the he's laying pipe. That's why. Okay. And then the guy from Clockwork Orange is like, I'm here too. That's what I mean. You're going to put, you're going to put the Clockwork Orange guy in the movie and you're going to take away Lola's tits? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Mm-hmm. He do would you love think, that. He would love those. <laughs> do you think that's why that they specifically had to make sure it should have tits because Clockwork Orange yeah, Man was were, in this movie that it was gonna things were gonna get take a dark turn. Like if he saw sexy, sexy. Are you gonna start a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog esque campaign to I go back, back to the drawing board of the animators? Well, that's the thing also is if you see the new Space Jam, she's nothing in that movie. She's like a complete blank slate. So might as well give her tits, you know? She is voiced by Zendaya. So maybe she had some type of I'm going to get in trouble in... for this. I said I wanted to come on here to get canceled, and I think I achieved that. Yeah, you might so. get this whole podcast and everyone associated with it canceled I, too, which might I benefit everyone's lives, yeah. honestly. Don't yell at us. Go directly to uh, Joey on Twitter. Uh, like, I want you to review bomb AOK podcast, yeah. uh, and don't let any of Joey's views reflect negatively on us. It's a joke. Us. So I Googled, I Googled Lola Bunny and one of the people also asked is, uh, is Lola Bunny autistic? Lola Bunny is just like the other rabbits. It's neuroatypical, guys. Lola Bunny is neuroatypical. Lola Rabbit's just like the other little rabbits, but she sees the world differently. Lola <laughs> is autistic. This means that sometimes Lola becomes afraid and upset when she hears loud noises. The, the tits are the last thing she's thinking about. Dude. The source sensory is, problem. Uh, you are, dis- Drew, you're so, if you just Google Lola Bunny, that's the second thing. Yeah. It's right there. If you just Google Lola Bunny, it's is Lola Bunny sexualized? Is Lola Bunny autistic? You can you can rest assured, though, Joey, that it, uh, your dream does live on if you want to get on like deviant art or something. 
Thank wait, 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 guys, hold on. I found another little bit about Lola Bunny. According to Thrillist.com, um, for why are Lola rabbits attracted? Um, <laughs> she was curvy, flirty, vivacious, sexy, and a hell of a, a, hell basketball, of a basketball player. Yeah, I'm reading that. Lola right embodies the classic girl next door fantasy that most guys will admit to having. Hell yeah, brother. Imagine being a blog boy, <laughs> just churning these out. People also ask, "What does Lola?" B-? People also ask, "What does Lola Bunny smell like?" Ew. <laughs> she smells like pellets. <laughs> wow. Well, is she an indoor rabbit or an or an outdoor <laughs> rabbit? Does she like prance around in the yeah. yard? I don't know. It depends on what you're into, Ernie. Yeah. Like, uh... no, it, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, instead of being like, "Oh, she's for the streets," you gotta be like, "Nah, bro, she's for the Glen." <laughs> All right. Well, like thanks, say, Joey, for such a brave. Uh, I would just evening. like to say, I was kidding. It's a joke. I was, yeah, just making little jokes. Joke. If you put, I was just kidding. Like anytime you say or do something bad, it's actually fine, and you can I no longer be persecuted for it. It's one of those things where, like, I was like pretending to to like embody the mindset of someone problematic to because because mm-hmm. their beliefs are are so kind of out there yeah. and i was kind of i i was presenting them as if i ha- felt that way for a comedic effect no yeah no I, I i get what you're doing do you want to give your parlor handle just so people <laughs> yeah know what so i well, i'm actually only on truth social now uh, parlor, okay. Oh, okay good good, good. Two, pivoting well, pivoting the truth social as yeah. we should well i mean no you you keep us on our toes because here we are you know on on year five of this podcast thinking that we're hot shit thinking mm-hmm. that we got a youtube channel we got a website we, we can just press, say anything. We got press access and and you know you you make sure that the real ones are the ones that stay. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody thought that we were sellouts, mm-hmm. we're freaking sanded down to nothing. Yeah, like Lola Bunny's tits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we I we have to end this. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having uh, me. I gotta say, you guys were the uh, inspiration for the Aggressively Okay podcast. So we yeah. really credit is due where credit is due. Yeah, I saw Adam was guesting on that pod a lot, and then that that and you're this pod. I don't know why I said that pod. Like I, it's not this pod. You're here. You guys, you've arrived. A bunch, and uh, that's when we started talking about starting one ourselves. So we gotta, you know. Uh, Kale to the king, hail to you guys. Uh, we got to reverent to you. You guys are I'm Sam Mendez, and you guys are Martin Scorsese right now. You know. Well, <laughs> we're we're so happy to have had you on. It's it's been too long, and mm-hmm. we love coming on to to your show too, and and talking the shit. But we needed we needed you to come in here and just like to shake us back to life a little bit because you can't let your fellow podcasters get complacent. Okay, you gotta you gotta make sure that everybody stays up on their tippy toes in this business. So thank you. Uh, before you go, um, just because we didn't have you on for Robin, what is your favorite Robin Williams movie? And uh, what what's your take? Do you really hate the guy? Is he really the enemy of the podcast? Because we're in the um, middle of this Robin series. Well, and I it's, heard it's been a I know that there's there's beef going on between you guys. Uh so I don't wanna take sides. Um, but I'll just say that 
Let me. I gotta look at his filmography, and make sure I'm not missing anything. What's the first one that jumps? You've probably in your head? never seen a Robin Williams movie, right? He's never kind of seen one. Yeah. Well, Goodwill Hunting is the first one that pops into there my head. But that's like the popular one. Death to Smoochie is very good. That one's coming up. Um. Oh, I love the Birdcage. Uh, the Birdcage oh, is mm. my favorite one. Um, oh, I love that movie. That was such a nice watch. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Birdcage. I'll say that's my favorite of his. Um, great pick. It's not RV. My <laughs> guess is going to be no. RV, but yeah, no, Birdcage is a masterpiece. I'm rocking the chest air tonight in Robin Williams' honor. Bussy, the Birdcage, bussy, bussy. yeah. Give it yourself. All right, Joe, what you want to plug? I know we mentioned that you are a uh, Palme d'Or winner for the mm-hmm. film Spike. So tell the people where they can watch your award-winning films and listen to uh, you If you go talk to movies. Aggressively Okay Productions, uh, you can see uh, our the short films we've got. Um, also, I want to shout out uh, friend Spike himself, uh, Lawrence in Vienna, made a film uh, called George's Body uh, over in London where he lives because he's a classically trained actor. Um, and uh, it's doing very well. It's, it's been getting into some festivals, uh, so that's a very good movie to check it out. Um, I just shot a film uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that should be out later this year, hopefully. So wow. look out for that. Um, and a working can, title? TBA? or uh, 11 to 7 is the title of the film. So mm. uh, we could change it to something else, but I probably won't. Um, uh, I thought it was and... The Flash. It is The Flash, yeah. Flashpoint. Is it like yeah. sort of like a, a 9 to 5, but for men? It's, it's kind of like, it, it, it's like, are you ever working a nine to five? And then right, it's like 449 and you're like, oh, 10 minutes left in the day. And then you turn and look and Flash is entering the speed force. Oh, mm-hmm. That's he's always the- entering the speed force at the end of the day. I'm like a Friday like, Yeah. Evening. And you're like, oh. I'm not getting out of here until 545 now, you know? Oh, so we all know about that. Brother. Put the coffee oh, on, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if not, find Aggressively Okay Podcast. I do it with Adam Sidorius. Uh, he He's usually the one who keeps my jokes in check, so I appreciate you guys letting me fly off the handle a bit. <laughs> um, Adam would probably edit out most of what I said, so let's uh, let's hope this does okay. And, we're letting uh, it fly. We're, we're cutting everything but what you said. Yeah. Only keeping the offensive stuff. Right? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And uh, at Joseph underscore Salmoni on most platforms. So that's Awesome, me. man. Got new yeah, glasses. I, I did just helpful. just want to say that we uh I did get a chance to see the world premiere of Spike when you won the Central Florida Film Slam. And mm-hmm. that felt like a really special moment. It was it was a great movie to see in that thank you that screening. People loved it. As soon as as soon as it ended, I was like, Yeah, this is gonna win. This the crowd just <laughs> fucking love the shit out of it so that was a, that was that was the very i was super nervous for that uh because i because the movie is what it is uh and i was like they're gonna it's hate silly it. it's a silly yeah. one it's a very silly movie uh very stupid uh kind of like a why did they make that movie um but i was glad to see it was embraced by that audience awesome so. yeah <laughs> we'll put all the links to all that in the description below aggressively okay thank you so much man really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming on we'll definitely have you on again soon uh, and thanks for recommending all these movies. We'll keep tabs on all of them as they come out throughout the next of the year, uh, the rest of the year, and into awards season. Um, and as far as everything else we got going on, we're getting back into Robin Williams with Bicentennial Man. So stick around for that. And yeah, just riding out the the rest of the year, watching more movies, catching up on TV, and 
getting ready for for the big old listomania once we get into 2023 can you believe it boys that the year's almost out isn't that fucking fucked up <laughs> it's, not so it's fucked up it's real well, fucked you up. know every day is a day closer to barbie so yep that's Barbie, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and Oppenheimer. The countdown. Where's the countdown to Barbie? Countdown to That's Barbie. That's what I'm exactly. asking. Where's the giant countdown to Barbie? I want a countdown to poor things. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, Guys, man, I'm just going to... That's another one I have on my on my list that is mm. not going to come out this year. Not going to generate any points for my film league. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I'm speaking of rabbits. If I can just go back for a second, I am currently looking up. It's recommended uh, Jessica Rabbit, and there's no there's no desexualization that's going to happen for Jessica Rabbit. Fortunately for all of us, Jessica Rabbit, you know, kind of the normie pick, but you know, Woof. listen, okay, she was. I typed in Lola Bunny, and it's like, did you mean Jessica Rabbit? <laughs> Were you looking for a second? We know you're I think I think we know what you meant. Thank <laughs> y'all for listening. That will actually get me canceled. <laughs> what? I've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, well, that's me fine. neither. Check it out. Oh, it's, it's a banger. It's it's a great movie. Maybe we can have you on for that. Thank okay. you all for listening. <laughs> Bye. Rate, review, Bye. subscribe, like, and comment. Donate. Thank you, donors, for donating. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.